Hey everyone, welcome to the Tuya Christian Fellowship Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to give online, see upcoming events, or view our service times, please visit our website at tcf.church. You know, as we get closer to the return of Jesus, whatever that time frame is, that things in the world are going to continue to maybe get worse or things are going to get bad and, you know, things are going to be dangerous and, and, and may, maybe my kids don't have a great future or maybe my great kid, grandkids don't have a great future. And, and as we get closer to the end times, uh, things are going to be bad. And I want to show you in the scripture this morning how that's not true and how that's not bared out in the Bible. And uh, I'm going to talk to you about when things are going to be bad, when the judgment of God is going to be poured out, and then I want to show you where it's not going to be. And I want to help you understand that this morning so you can have peace. Listen, you and I have a future. Okay, Jeremiah says we have a future, that God has a plan for your life, God has a plan for my life, and it's, a, and it's a good plan. Listen, your children have a future, your grandchildren have a future, your great-grandchildren have a future. And so I want to show you a timeline this morning, and Kurt's going to put it up on the screen, and I want to give you kind of a crash course this morning on end times. And this is just a simple little timeline, and on the left-hand side, you'll notice it starts when Jesus was born. Of course, we celebrate that at Christmas. Do y'all understand that we live in between the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ? And the Bible's full of promises where God said Jesus would come the first time. And the very first time he made a promise was actually in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. God made the very first promise that his son would come. Well, after Jesus has come, see, you and I live after the first coming of Christ. We live after the cross. We live in between the cross and the second coming of Christ. And God said that Jesus would come back again. Now, make no mistake. God promised Jesus would come the first time, and he did. God has promised Jesus will come the second time, and he will. At Christmas time, we use the word Advent, and that word means to wait. You and I are in between those two events. Now, have you ever been to a mall, and when you go into a mall, they'll have that big map up? And it has all the stores, you know, and you can look at where the stores are. And it has that little red dot with an arrow. And it says, you are here. Have y'all ever done that before? And it kind of acclimates you to where you are. Well, do you notice the dot on my timeline and with the map? And it says, you are here. And I want to help you understand where we are as Christians. Jesus came. He lived his life. He died on the cross for our sins. The third day he rose from the dead. He is seated this morning at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says he's praying for you and I right now. And he's moving in our life. All right, we live after that event. The next event that's going to happen is called the rapture. Now that word means to be caught away. All right, the word rapture is not in the Bible, but I'm going to read you some scripture that talks about it. You can also read in Thessalonians about it, and you can also read in Corinthians about it. What is the rapture? 
Well, it means that Jesus is going to come back for the church. He's going to come back for the body, for the Christians. When Jesus comes in the rapture, he will not touch the earth. The Bible says he will come in the clouds. There will be a trumpet. And the Bible says you will be caught up in the air and you will be changed from a mortal person to immortal. You will put on immortality. The Bible says you'll see Jesus and you'll be like him. What does that mean? Well, that means you're going to have a supernatural body. You're going to be young and good looking. I'm going to have lots of curly hair. I'm going to have a smaller waistline. Amen. I'm going to have bigger muscles and everything is going to be wonderful. Amen. That's called, why are y'all laughing? That's called the rapture. Now, We don't know when that's going to happen. I'm going to read to you in just a minute that it says the only person that knows is God. Now, here's what I want you to notice. We live after the cross, and we live before the rapture. Now, I don't know how close we are to the return of Jesus. Okay, I don't know if it's going to be next week, if it's going to be in 10 years, if it's going to be in 100 years, if it's going to be in 500 years. I don't know. No one knows. The only one knows is God. But here's what I want you to understand. When he comes, it'll be just like normal everyday life, and I'm going to prove it to you in the Scripture. Things aren't going to be terrible. Things aren't going to be horrible. Your children will be living normal lives. You and I will be living normal lives. Then after the rapture, there's a judgment period for seven years, and it's called the tribulation, and there's going to be some bad stuff then. But you and I will not be here. We'll be in heaven with Jesus. Well, how do I know if I'm going, Pastor? Well, if you know Jesus is your Savior, if you're born again, you're going in the rapture. That's the only qualification there is to go. It's in the Scripture. I'm not, I don't have time to go through all of it in detail. But you and I will go to heaven for seven years, and it's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we're going to have a party with Jesus. While we're in heaven, God is going to be doing some things on the earth involving judgment. People will get saved. At the end of that seven-year period, Jesus is going to come back. He is going to touch the ground. He's going to land on the Mount of Olives, and he's going to to take over the world. The Bible says that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And Jesus' righteous rule will begin and it will last for all of eternity. Then you and I'll be with him forever. Amen. All right, that's a short timeline of what's going on, and I'm going to read Scripture and explain to you where you are and what's going to happen and what you can look forward to. Now, Let me start in Matthew 24, verse 36, New King James Version. Listen to what the Bible says. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So if I were to get up here and say, hey, Jesus is coming back in a week, well, I'm not telling the truth. I don't know. If somebody on the radio or television says that to you, they don't know. So you don't have to worry about when it is because God knows when it is. And when it happens, you'll be involved. Amen? Let me keep reading. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were getting married, they were giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, let me step down here and get close. I won't get too close, all right? Let me explain it to you. It says right there in that scripture, 
that the day that Jesus comes, it will be like it was in the days of Noah. Now, here's what he makes reference to. He says they were having weddings. They were getting married. Dads were giving in marriage. They were living normal, everyday lives. They weren't hiding out in the woods. They weren't digging holes in the ground and hiding like foxes. There wasn't bad stuff going on and everybody was afraid. They were living normal lives. Listen, for, for you to have a wedding, it's got to be normal, right? All right, you know what's going to happen the day Jesus comes for us? It'll be a normal day. And somebody will be getting married. Some dad will be standing up holding his daughter's arm and she'll look over at him and say, Daddy, are you ready? And he'll be crying, just like all daddies cry. Somebody will be at work. Somebody will be stopping at the convenience store to get a Coke. It'll be normal, everyday life. And that's the reference he makes right there. He says, just like in the days of Noah, then Jesus will come. Now, let me explain two things to you. In the days of Noah, they went into a boat. You have stepped into Jesus. Jesus is your ark. Jesus is your protection. You see, I know Jesus is my Savior, and here's what I know. When he comes, he's coming for you and I, and we're going. The Bible says flesh and blood won't inherit the kingdom of God. What does that mean? That means my body will be supernatural, your body will be supernatural. Now, when the flood came, what happened? The righteous people were left on the earth, and the wicked were taken. They died. When Jesus comes... The wicked are going to be left, and the righteous are going to be taken. You and I are going to go home and be with Jesus. And it's going to happen, the Bible says, in the twinkling of an eye, and just like that. When Jesus comes, just like that, we'll be taken, and we'll be in heaven with Jesus. And there'll be a seven-year party, and it's going to be a good party. It's going to be a real good party for seven years. And while we're there having a party with Jesus and we're rejoicing in our deliverance here on the earth, there's going to be all kinds of crazy stuff. And it says that the moon will be turned to blood and the stars will fall out of the sky and the sun will quit shining. And all that's going to happen, absolutely it's going to happen, but we won't be here. Kevin and I will be high diving off of the cliffs into the river of life. And we're going to be hanging out with Jesus. Now, why does that matter? Because you and I have a future. Your children have a future. That baby right there has a future. Because I've heard parents say this. Well, I, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I mean, I don't know if I should have a baby. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to bring a child into this world because the world is bad. Or I'm, I'm concerned about sending my child to school. Or I, I, maybe we shouldn't go to the movie. Or, or maybe we shouldn't go down to the mall. Now maybe we shouldn't go to Walmart. Listen to me. Listen to me, God's plans for you are good, and you have a future, and you know what God wants you and I to do? Live our lives normal and every day, and go to work, and pay your bills, and love your kids, and have birthday parties, and go to the movie, and go swimming, and go on vacation, and do everything that you normally do, and everywhere you go, you let your little light shine. Amen? And don't live afraid and don't worry about, well, hey, maybe something bad's going to happen to me because God's going to take care of you and he's going to take care of me. Amen? <clears throat> now, let me keep reading and listen to what it says. 
It says, then two men will be in the field and one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other will be left. What's that talking about? Well, it's not talking about the second coming. It's talking about the rapture. What does that mean? That means when you go to work and you live your normal life, the day Jesus comes, all the men and women that you work with that know Jesus is your Savior, and they probably all know Jesus is their Savior because you're a Christian, and they see how God has changed your life, and they've wanted Jesus. All the Christians are going to be caught up with Jesus, but those that are not Christians are going to be left. So if there's school going on, if it's that time of the year, all the teachers and all the kids that are Christians are going to be taken, and those that are not are going to be left. Now, let me say this, and I don't want to confuse you. I believe all children are going. Children aren't going to be left, okay? Just like when a child dies, they go to heaven, amen? All children go to heaven. When a child passes away, they go to heaven, Okay, as you get older, you have to decide about Jesus. So all those that are young and haven't decided yet, they're all going. But let's just think about all the teachers. Okay, the sheriff's department, the police department, the highway patrol, Walmart, doesn't matter. Okay, all the folks that are working in Walmart and Plainview, when Jesus comes, those that are Christians are going to be taken, and those that are not will be left. It says one will be left in the field and one will be taken. The women that are working, that says they'll be grinding at the mill. Nobody here grinds at the mill, do they? No. Wherever your job is. Now, let me keep reading. It says, watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. But know this, the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come. He would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at the hour you do not expect. What's he talking about? He's talking about just being ready. Well, pastor, how do I know if I'm ready? Well, do you know Jesus as your Savior? If you know Jesus as your Savior, you're ready. All right, so what does that mean? It means that I'm supposed to live my life as a Christian every day. I'm supposed to be a dad. I'm supposed to be a father. I'm supposed to be a grandfather. You're supposed to be a a wife and a mother and a grandmother. You're supposed to be a teacher, an employee, whatever it is that you do. Because you don't know when he's coming. And he says it'll be like a thief. Nobody knows when thieves are coming. So I don't live in fear. I'm not worried. I'm not bugged about it because I'm going to live my life every day. Hey, if he comes on Monday at about uh, 11 o'clock, I'm going to be at the Y. And I'm going to be on my air dying, riding. And I'll be there one moment, and the next moment I won't be. And I'll be in heaven. I'm going to ride the air dying right to be with Jesus. Amen? So whatever it is you do, Whatever your day looks like, whatever kind of job you have, when Jesus decides to come, you're going to go with him, and you have a future. Now, let me say this. Well, I've heard things are going to get bad. Well, I'm going to prove to you this morning that they're not only not getting bad, they're getting better. Now, is the world broken? Heck, yeah, it's broken. You know why? Because of sin. The first two brothers, one of them killed the other one because of sin. Is the world a place where there's sin? Absolutely. Do bad things happen in the world? Absolutely they do. But good, amazing, and beautiful things happen in the world too. And when we get with Jesus, sin will be removed, and there won't be any more sorrow or any more pain or any more suffering. But here's what I want you to see. Things are not getting worse. They're getting better. 
Now, I want to read some statistics or facts to you about things going on in the world. This is not in the Bible. This is just stuff that I looked up and I came across, and I want to encourage you this morning that the world that you and I live in is a decent place. It's a good place. It's a blessed place. We're blessed to live in America. Amen? All right. Let me read some of these and help you. Poverty throughout the world has fallen to less than 11%. What does that mean? Poverty is living on a dollar and 90 cents a day or less. Now, most of those people live in third world countries. But the people that live on a dollar 90 a day or less has dropped in the world to only 11%. 89% of the people on our planet do not live in poverty. That's good news. Let me give you the next one. Hunger has fallen. Hunger has been reduced in the world, particularly in China and in India and in South America. It's been reduced by 50%. There are less people who go to bed hungry in our world than there ever has been. That's good news. Amen? Let me give you the next one. Child labor is in decline. Now, I know many of you grew up in agriculture. I know some of you worked as children, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about jobs that are dangerous, jobs that are bad for your health, jobs that can cause you to die, jobs that children used to have to do, child labor. Okay, child labor in the world is down by 20, excuse me, by 40%. Less kids are having to work to make a living for their family. That's good news, amen? All right, let me give you the next one. You have more leisure time than ever. All right, used to people had to work just to put food on the table, and and you may be in that situation, but we have more leisure time than we've ever had. I just got back from vacation. That's called leisure time. God blessed us with the ability to go, the time to go, and the money to go. That's leisure time. People have more of it than they ever used to. Let me read you the next one. Income in America, what we used to spend on food, is less than it's ever been. Ten years ago, people spent 18% of their annual or monthly income on their food. Now it's less than 10%. So when you go to Walmart and buy groceries, typically it takes less than 10% of what you make to buy your groceries. That's good news. All right, let me give you the next one. Life expectancy is increasing. People are living longer than they ever have. Vicky's 65, and both her parents are still alive. Her dad is 90. He'll be 90, I think. And I don't know when his birthday is, but he's coming up. He'll be 90. And, and it's in September, I think, but that's probably wrong. I've got, I've got an aunt that's going to be 90, uh, and then Vicky's mom is still alive, and she's in her late 80s. People are living longer than they've ever lived before. And that's good news, Amen. Okay, we're not dying younger, we're living longer. Let me give you the next one. This is really good. Child mortality is down 50%. Used to when babies were born, children were born, lots and lots of them died. It's less, in China, it's down 83%. 83%. Let me give you the next one. Death in childbirth is down 40%. Where when women would have a baby, they would die. Less women die in childbirth around the world than in history. That's good news, amen? Things are getting better, not worse. Now, let me give you some more. I got a bunch. These are good. This is funny. This one, people are getting taller. People are getting taller, amen. Praise God, right there, yes. People are getting taller, all right? 
Why does that matter, Pastor? Well, it means you're eating good food and you, and you have a good living standard, okay? All the groceries they feed them kids, man, they're getting taller, amen? All right, and that's a good thing. All right, now, now listen to this one. This one's really serious. The most deadly disease on the earth is malaria, and you get it from a mosquito. And millions of people a year get malaria, and lots of them die from it. Now, we don't have that problem here because we're blessed because we live in America, and we don't get malaria typically in America. But they've made bed nets. Now, what a bed net is is just what it sounds like. When you go to bed at night, you stretch it over your bed, and when you sleep under it, mosquitoes don't land on you and bite you during the night, and you don't get malaria. And they have distributed millions of those throughout the third world, and there's less cases of malaria than there ever has been, and that's good news. Amen? All right, let me give you the next one. You're going you're to love this one. Let me talk to you about the Guiana worm. Have you ever wondered about the Guiana worm? I, I know you have, right? Okay, I'm glad you've wondered about it because I'm going to tell you about it. <clears throat> in third world countries, the Guiana worm is in the water, and it lays larvae in the water, and when you drink the water, you get the worm. And the, yes, terrible. And these worms migrate down into your legs and into your feet. And when you get in the water, uh, like you go out to the river to bathe or you go out to the river to gather water, those worms come out of your body. They literally come out and they lay more larvae in the water. Then when you bathe your child or they drink the water or you cook with the water, anytime you get in the water, then you get the worm and they pass it on to you and the cycle continues. Now, a million people a year typically get this worm. A million people a year. Can you imagine your child or your grandchild having this? I mean, can you imagine Sevy having this? And, and I mean, I, I can't even get my head around something like this. But here's what happened. When President Jimmy Carter was in office, he went to war, not physical like with guns, but medically to eradicate this worm. All right, there used to be a million cases a year. This last year, there were only 30 from a million to a 30 because they've eradicated that worm. Now, never mind uh, immunizations, uh, polio, and all that kind of stuff that we don't get anymore because of that. That's good news, amen? <clears throat> all right, let me give you another. This is a good one. You're gonna like this one. Teen birth is down 50%. And see, you know what a lot of us think? Oh, man, you know, there ain't nothing to do in this town but have sex. <clears throat> That's all them kids are doing, Right? getting in their car, and that's what they're doing, having babies. <clears throat> well, apparently they're doing something else besides that because it's down. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> it's down. Amen. Come on. <laughs> it's down 50%. 50%. Praise God. I won't preach on that anymore. I could, but I won't. <laughs> I got a lot of things to say, but I won't say them. Amen? Here's the next one. Crime in America is down. And a lot of times we think it's not down. We think, oh, it's terrible. No, it's down. All right, let me give you the next one. More people in the world live in a democracy than ever in the history of the world. There's more democracies and more people living in them than ever. People are going to school longer. Literacy is up, okay? In 1952, 10% of the world could not read. Today, it's 1.6%. Amen, that's good news. Praise God, come on, amen, amen. 
You take reading for granted just like I do, I know. But we're blessed, amen? All right, let me give you the last two. Technology is growing exponentially. I was at the Case House the other day, and I was getting oil for my pickup. And I'm not a mechanic, but I change the oil in my pickup. I can do that. And it makes me feel manly to do that. You know what I'm saying? And anything else gets me in trouble real quick, but I can change the oil. So I'm asking the guy for the oil, and he says, you know, what weight of oil? And it's zero W-20. That's right, zero W-20. It's made out of natural gas. And there was an older farmer in there, and he looked over at me, and he said this, no motor can survive on zero W-20. And I'm like, well, I know I feel dumb right here, you know. And the guys behind the counter took up for me. They said, oh, no, no, that's what it needs. That's what it needs. And then he said this, oh, it's that technology. My truck doesn't have no technology. Now, I'm not picking on him, but that's just what he said. Listen, thank God for technology. Okay, do you know I have an artificial heart valve, and I have two artificial lenses in my eyes. My lenses are plastic. They took the old ones out because they didn't work and put plastic ones in and gave me an artificial heart valve. I'm a cyborg. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) Amen. Amen. I'm a cyborg, man, you know? I wish I was strong like that, right, you know? Could pick Kevin up and throw him through the wall, man, you know? That's why God doesn't let me be one. He knows I'd hurt somebody, right? Lots and lots of people have been saved by technology. Thank God for it. And we're blessed. Things are better, all right? Now, the surgery they did on me, they opened me up and did it, but they just got through recently putting a new heart valve in Mick Jagger, who plays for the Rolling Stones, and they didn't even open him up. They just went in through his artery and put it. I don't even know how they did it, but that's how they did it. Thank God for technology, amen? All right, here's my last one, okay? The last one is access to the internet. Now, I know what you're thinking. Internet, right? All them women on Facebook, on the internet. No, amen. Let me tell you something about the internet. The internet gives people access to education and to knowledge and to training that they would not otherwise have. And more and more people in the world have access to it. And there are bad things on there. People do waste time on there. I'm not saying they don't, but it's been a tremendous blessing. Now, let me close with two things, and I don't want you to miss this. I've got a little time, and I want you to see this. <clears throat> the number three causes, top three causes of death in America are heart disease, cancer, and accidents. Those are the three main things that people die from. All right. The top two things that are talked about on the news the most are terrorism and violent crime. Now, the top three ways we die are from heart disease, from cancer, and from accidents. But the news, all they want to talk about is terrorism, violent crime, gun violence, and how bad things are. And I just just want you to understand, that's not even what people are dying from. Okay, the number one cause of death from guns is suicide. In America, that's the number one cause. Not getting shot in a store. So all I want to say is this, and I'm I'm not trying to be political at all. That's not my heart. I just want you to understand 
God's gonna take care of us. God's gonna take care of you. You have a future. Your children have a future. They need to graduate high school. They need to go to college. They need to get married. They need to buy a house. They need to have babies. They need to plant a garden because God's got a good plan. Amen? So things in our life and in your life are good. And don't you believe the lie that all things are getting worse and things are getting bad. No, they're not. There is bad stuff, but there's lots of good too. Amen?